Hello hockey friends. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of this hockey pod. We are your host. Uh, I'm Molly. Hi. And I'm joined by Chanel and Jesse. Woo! Say hi guys. Hello. Hi. We hope your week was as fabulous as you. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Today we will be discussing our NHL news as normal and focusing on a very special team. One that I'm sure most people don't hold close to their hearts, apart from Quinn Hughes. The Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Canucks? Canucks. Can Hughes even call, uh, hold them close to his heart? I don't know. I don't think he has a choice. I don't know, I don't know about that. He always looks like he's holding it in. He might have a certain date circled on his calendar a few years from now. Just, (laughs) help me. (laughs) That's his personality. Yeah, just anxiety. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Little Miss Anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get straight to it? Mm -hmm. So um, we're just going to cover through, um, go through the news of what's been going on in the last week, stuff that we wanted to talk about and cover, and then we'll do a bigger discussion on the Canucks afterwards, because they've kind of been the talk of the town for the last few weeks. And Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it's basically what most people are talking about. There's always something going on. But um, the first thing uh, that we did want to discuss, and I think a lot of people had some raised eyebrows when this came out, was um, a conference that Gary Bettman did uh, earlier in the week. And uh, although he said a lot of things throughout, the one thing that got people talking the most, and I think most people wanted to uh, give their opinion on, is um, this quote in particular. So when people were asked about um, tanking, especially this year, right, tanking is big, uh, a discussion point because of Connor Bedard specifically being such a desirable number one pick. Uh, Gary Bettman at a press conference said, nobody tanks because we have a weighted lottery. You're not going to lose games to increase your odds by a couple of percentage points. That's silly. And frankly, suggesting tanking, I believe, is inconsistent with the professionalism that our players and our coaches have. So, uh, everybody laugh, cough, snicker, <laughs> you know, go ahead, get that out of the way. Cringy much? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, I mean, again, Connor Bedard is there. To, to just suggest that teams don't tank, it's just not true. It's not true, and it doesn't matter whether percent whether the percentage is small or not. They're going to want that percentage, you know. Oh yeah, like even if you miss out on Bedard, some of the guys who'll be available at the top of the draft this year are really good. And when you know you have no chance of making the playoffs at all, let alone contending for a cup, and your talent pool is just like so shallow, that's where you go into rebuild and you start tanking. Well, sometimes tanking is not intentional. <laughs> well, no, but that, that see that that I guess maybe doesn't qualify as tanking in the in in like the conventional sense, right? That's just being bad by accident. Yeah, it's gone tank by accident. <laughs> Whoopsie. If anything, sometimes accidental tanking maybe works out better than intentional tanking, but you know, that depends on true. The, the team. True, that's true. Right that's true. Uh, it. It does bring up the conversation, though, of, uh, I mean, it's it's a good intro into tanking because, yes, it does exist, and I don't love it, okay? I'm a fan. I want to watch my team play, and if my team sucks and all of a sudden they're like, you know what, let's tank real hard, it depends. If you're going to tank right off the beginning, don't talk to me. <laughs> but if you're, if you're nearing the end and you already kind of sunk uh, – down to the bottom, then you might as well sink even lower and try to get that top pick, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No one's above it. Let's just, the way that he's saying is like, my coaches and my teams would never. They won't, but they would. would. Well, actually, Sorry, here's nothing. here's this one thing that I think is very much like. Uh, we know Gary Bedman is a lawyer. He's a businessman at the front of a professional league. He chooses his words carefully, and I think that's very intentional here because the last part of the line he says is that he believes that it's inconsistent with the professionalism of his the players and the coaches. The entire Mm -hmm. quote, like if you look at what he says during that press conference, he's always talking about how players and coaches don't tank. 
And I, I will say I agree with that. Like, players and the coaches, they're always trying to do their best. Like, guys hate being on a tanking team, right? The players, it sucks. Yes. It's depressing. You hate losing. The coaches, they're incentivized to try and keep their jobs. They want to keep winning. They want their guys to, like, do better, you know, the team to be stronger. The tanking comes from the GMs and the owners and the presidents, right? Like, the people at the top. They're the ones who are intentionally crafting a team that should lose a bunch so they can draft. Love it. No, no, I agree. But I mean, it feels like he's really dancing around the subject, right? He's like, no, players and coaches don't tank. And that's kind of true. It's, it's not them. It's what about GMs? GMs? <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. You're welcome. You for your input. Stella. <laughs> if anything, I think there's some teams that aren't tanking enough this year, considering that Bedard is available. And there's a lot of crappy teams that don't want to seem to give up when I they should. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Bedard. If everyone's like, Oh, we want him. Oh, oh, yeah. sure. And he's really going to be there, like, sweating, like, oh, God, please don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> and also, does he really want to be drafted oh by a tanky team? Like, that's such a really shitty position to be in, because you want to be doing well in the NHL. Oh, and it then, is. Like, oh, yes. But that's just, like, kind of the... Like, I don't dilemma, know. Right? <laughs> the coyotes pick you up, just like... <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, oh, man, I'm in for it. I'm in for it. Like, oh. top pick, Connor Bedard goes to a college like, arena. Damn you, hockey Let's gods. Go. He's still young, right? He'll get to have his college experience while still oh, getting God, to do the NHL. <laughs> Jesse. All right, so uh, <laughs> the next thing that was on the radar, just a small trade that happened uh, this week. Uh, honestly, it feels like we've been starved for trades lately. We're all waiting uh, for the trade deadline to come. And in the meantime, it's like Humble quiet. Just a bunch of rumors, but nothing's actually yeah. happening, right? Mm. We did finally get a minor trade with the Avs and the San Jose Sharks. So um, the the Sharks sent away Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley to the Avs, and the Avs give in return Martin Kaut and Jacob McDonald. So uh, the funny part here, here uh, I think, uh, Molly, you're familiar with this, right? Matt and yeah. Nieto, specifically. Having been drafted by San Jose... And playing there for a bit, then eventually playing in Colorado for a bit, then eventually playing in San Jose again, and now he finally goes back to Colorado. And um, we're we're happy he's back. We're happy he's back. I think he likes the abs. He was in the he he played. When did he go last time? This guy sounds a lot like a kid that's in the middle of a divorce, going back and forth, packing his suitcase, going to mom and dad's oh, house. Oh, hundred percent. The, the, the first two weekends of the month, you're with mom. The last two weekends of the month, you're with dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never unpack your suitcase. Never unpack. And uh, you have, a, a like I guess, a, a room set up in both cities for you uh, yep. every time, right? Yep. Oh, that's yeah, it. 2019-2020 right. season, he was with Colorado. Um, yep. And he played really well. I don't know. Like He, 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 he was playing really well because I remember seeing that and being like, yes, our dude. Oh yeah, he's like he's yeah. good depth. I mean, clearly, um, it'll help out um, the Avalanche if they try to do the playoffs again, and they need some depth uh, in their bottom six. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming Matt Nieto will be perfectly fine, especially if you know he's already familiar with some of the yeah, guys. I think that really helps worth more than. But um, I think <laughs> McDonald. No offense. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, McDonald's just like depth defense, right? It's it's mostly just like dumping off a guy. I think what most fans of these teams are going to talk about is really Ryan Merkley and Martin Kaut being swapped because they were both actually drafted in the first round in 2018. Same year, first round draft picks, uh, Merkley 21st overall by the Sharks and Kaut 16th overall by the Avalanche. And um, it seems like they just haven't progressed to the point where they were expected to because if you look to um they're both still on their entry-level contracts, actually. Like, they, they kept sliding back for an extra year. They, they're on uh, year number five of their ELCs now. So it's clear that, like, they, they never really got a big shot in the NHL until, like, this year now. They're, they're both starting to play a lot. So uh, sometimes these pick swaps work. You know what I mean? Prospects that just didn't work out on, on your level, you go to a different team and finally start finding it, and maybe the opposite happens. We'll see. Like, with a... Uh... I mean, I hope for them the best. Sometimes the change <laughs> like of scenery the, helps, right? Like with the Kadri Barry swap. Hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that 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 we already knew was going to be like a, a a bad in a way because you know that you know Kadri was a good player no matter what. Wow, that's some that's some slanderous that silence towards Barry. <laughs> 
no, no, he was a good defenseman, but you know, it was always the you know, it was known that he was more known for his um offense than defense, mm. right? And Kadri oh. was just a really strong forward that just got better over time, even. He was God, so, good. so good. He is. So you good. will be missed. Oh, the memories <laughs> are too painful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for both of us. True, right? We both got oh, like is there, like, <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, you knew him for a shorter amount of time. We but did. You got we got a cup out of, out of him. Thanks. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be interesting to see over time to see if this trade pans out for any of these prospects, or if they both kind of just oh, it's panning out for us already. Time, right? Mm -hmm. uh did merkley play yet uh yeah nieto scored last night oh nieto yeah 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 sorry i meant for like the the prospects oh the prospects i je sais pas au revoir so um did you two see the stadium series jerseys that were shown i mean yeah we posted it on our twitter oh true right yeah. Maybe I should uh, pay attention to our Twitter more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got I wanted to hear your opinions on the Caps jersey and the Canes jersey for the upcoming game. Man. Yeah. I got opinions. Like onions. Oh, but... then did you, did you want to go first then? Um, should we should we dissect the Canes one first and then just go in sure. on the Caps? Yeah, let's go. So Canes. We got a nice black and red going on, you know, their normal logo in the middle. Yeah. With a little bit of red edging. Um, innovative, bold, <laughs> bold, uh, transformative, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Like <laughs> groundbreaking. Florals for spring. Um, <laughs> groundbreaking. Um... I mean, it's. It, I think personally, it's a good jersey. Like it's. It's a jersey. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, to be on ice. the Canes logo, it looks good in black and red. Don't fix what ain't broke. So I like that. I do like the idea of the mm. like the, the the red on the sleeves with the, with the numbers. I like that. It's a bit different. It's a little bit ooh, mixing it up. Um, but it's still classic. Yeah. She's still sleek. She's still stylish. You can wear that to a bar and not feel like you're going to get attacked. So yeah, I think that might be part of my problem with this is that it really feels plain and simple, right? Like it's it's almost like it doesn't provoke a lot of emotion, good or bad. Nick, I think um, that's what they go for. Yeah. I think that's what they go it's for. It's not stadium series. Well, that, no. I, if anything, I'd say it kind of is. Maybe I feel like the stadium series jerseys are usually a mix of plain and like unimaginative, or sometimes. Um, strange in a unappealing way exactly but that's what she's saying it should be more bombastic well bombastic. it needs to be bombastic term, but... <laughs> i feel like the stadium series just designs to me feel like sort of like soulless corporate redesigns that are unattractive that's that's the vibe that i've always gotten from most of the stadium series jerseys i mean you're not wrong but also like where's your ambition jesse <laughs> It reminds me of when you shop on those websites that sell, like, um, their own knockoff jerseys, and sometimes they'll have, like, palette swap versions of your Yo. team's jerseys. So you you scroll through and you're like, oh, look, they did a Canes version where they just put black all over it instead. I feel like they tried. That's what I'm saying. The jersey is bombastic. What I want it to be is explosive. Like, I don't think it's necessarily bad. Like, it looks fine, but it looks no, but fine. Yeah, but how are you doing? That's exactly fine. what I'm saying. You're just fine. Right? <laughs> for the stadium. How are you? Are you excited for the stadium series? I, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's fine. Yeah. How's that new Kings jersey? Fine. See? People uh, in the comment section did like it, just so you know. Well, they're saying okay. there's a little bit of a mixture. A lot of people are saying, yeah. Plain and unoriginal is a common thing, or mm -hmm. people really like it because it's crisp yeah. and um, <laughs> it's crisp and good contrast. 
But yeah, I, guess I think if it's okay. You always wanted to see that type of Canes jersey in black. Well, you finally got it, right? Yeah. I, I will say on ice, on screen, like from afar, it's going to look good. Oh, it's going to look great. I love yeah, black probably. jerseys. Same. <laughs> so it's just the Should way. Should we it go is. on no, to. Uh, yes. The caps? Yeah. My goodness me. What a jersey. <laughs> okay, I. <laughs> okay, I disagree with everyone in the world. I don't know what it is, but I dig it. I okay, fucking love I, I, it. I was wondering where you guys it. would fall. I actually like this one. I don't want to you like do? it at all. I really, I really don't. Oh, you do? But I you like guys it. love it? Oh my god! Oh, goodness me! I wouldn't say I love it. No, I, I the flow of it. I love it. I love the flow of this. Like the whole sleeves that kind of connect to the logo in the middle. Oh, she's divine. Mm-hmm. She's it's delicious. wings, guys. It's Freaking this wings! Green, I dig it so much. Team USA. Yes, holy <laughs> shit! Does it ever? The US Capitol. Yeah, right? I bet she's gonna I come love, I'm sorry, but in, in it. Watch out! He's gonna. That's his celebration, isn't it? That's his literal goal <sighs> celebration. <laughs> right on a jersey. Oh, you know what? I, just, I I hadn't realized previously when I first saw it, but like the with the um the eagle um. Underneath it, they cut out the chunk of the silhouette from the top of the yeah. Capitol building, right? Yeah. No, I know it's, it's genius. And I didn't even realize it at first, and I still liked it. And then I saw it again, and I was like, oh, shit, that's a detail There's that, like, so didn't stand thought, out to me initially. And So much I like thought it. in this. As a designer, I'm like, like oh, I'm... you sneaky bastard. Just, oh. I can't even apologize. I love it. Okay. And the red you band, heard it here first. the little details of oh, red oh. on the collar and at the bottom. Oh, Freedom. I, I hate you. I'm Marina, feeling patriotic right? all of a sudden. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. None of us are American, and we're just all swooning over it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's good. I'm sorry, but like, I even love it with the, uh, you know, with like a white hoodie underneath. Oh, it's delicious. Oh like my gosh, like, so good. Just that that jersey. Well, that's the hoodie version there that you're looking hey, at the picture. But yeah, guys, I genuinely thought you both were gonna say it's hideous, and I was gonna have the uh, like the opposite opinion. Oh, do you, do you so I'm very happy that right now. Chanel, it's awful. No, 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 I, no. I don't talk about it that way. I can't stand. Um, I can't wait to see it on the ice. Oh, I think I look great on the ice, man. Oh, oh, especially. Oh, I need Ovechkin to score so he can do his celebration in the jersey. Oh, <laughs> then they'll fly. The wings will go. They'll oh, start so fla- flapping. Oh my god! I, I, I like <laughs> okay, it. We are obsessed. Oh. Yeah, that's so funny. I love it. If you don't like <laughs> it, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it in terms of graphic design, it's exciting. It's stimulating. It's explosive. Modern. Edgy. Mm. Crisp. Crisp. Yeah, I, I feel like it leans into like the clean and sleek sort of look. Yeah. That's how I describe my boy. It's not over designed. That's <laughs> how you describe the boy a Betchkin. Crisp and clean. Crisp and clean. Crisp and clean. <laughs> boy. <laughs> um should we move on now? Maybe we should probably say well, yeah, actually, the um... series is in, in February. That's true. Oh, true. It's on the 18th. Oh, yes. Yeah. It feels the like 18th. there's not a lot of fanfare for those games, weirdly enough, eh? No. No. If it's like, my cool least, jerseys, then yeah, um, Right? Cool jerseys. Anyways, I'm not watching the game. Merch. Yes. <laughs> Actual hockey. Hmm. No. <laughs> you know what, though? I think, I think it's... I will, ha- I will add that it's a good matchup because the Canes playing against the Caps, I... A few years ago in the um in the playoffs was a pretty good matchup. Uh and people really enjoyed the kind of the I don't know, they they they, they ended up being almost enemies, you know, by the end of it. Yeah. So it's kinda of fun to see. Oh, yeah, it's a good choice for a game in the States. I mean like the uh, the stadium series are always American games, right? So I mean like I think this is a good matchup. Yeah. But um, yeah, because we were talking about the sort of like uh American sports perspective, right? Us being a bunch of Canadians and uh European. Um, actually, there's this new story here that I want to discuss because I feel like it's important, but we might not have the best perspective on it. So I was hoping to um, talk about this and maybe see if any of our viewers or followers would have anything to comment either on YouTube or on Twitter, get their opinion if they are impacted by the story. So um, I don't know how, you, how familiar you two are with this, but there's a um, company called Bally Sports. 
They do the regional networks uh, in a lot of areas in the United States. And that company is declaring bankruptcy right now. Mm. It's uh, actually part of the specific, like the Sinclair Broadcasting Group. It, it's like a larger company in the States that does a lot of uh, uh, television-related stuff. But um, they do the sports coverage for uh, NBA, MLB, and NHL teams throughout multiple cities. But apparently um, it's at a point where it owes like billions of dollars in rights fees, right? So like the rights that they pay to air those games to multiple leagues. So it's kind of unclear at this point how much money they owe to the NHL. But, you know, assuming they're if they're going bankrupt, that means NHL is probably not going to get maybe all the money they're owed. And we know when it comes to the NHL, it means less revenues, which means, Injury. you know. Yeah, it probably affects the player salaries. It could theoretically affect the future of the cap, too, if they want to use it as an excuse for, oh, we had a deficit now because of this. Uh, we can't boost up the cap as much as we wanted to. It's a, it's a little unclear yet what the future will be in this case because I think they're talking about maybe trying to still be able to continue being a broadcaster despite the bankruptcy, but we'll see how that goes. Um, the NHL teams that they do have games for they play the games for the Los Angeles Kings, Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes, Dallas Stars, St. Louis Blues, Nashville Predators, Minnesota Wild, Detroit Red Wings, Carolina Hurricanes, Columbus Blue Jackets, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Florida Panthers. So if we have any um, fans of those teams who, you, like, if you actually watch those games through uh, Bally Sports, uh, we'd be curious to know what your opinion is on this, maybe your insight. Like, is this really going to affect... Uh, TV broadcasting in the U.S. when it comes to these teams for the NHL games? Or do you think it's going to be business sounds normal? Or do you not even use these? Like, maybe this is why the, the, the company's going bankrupt. Nobody <laughs> watches these anymore, right? Maybe you all stream them through other services. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have heard Valley Sports before. I've definitely, I have heard of that. Um, yeah, especially if you're trying to watch broadcasts of other teams in the States, right? Or like the, the way broadcasts. Yes, yes, that's exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't have that much of a, an idea or an opinion about it. It's just good to um, let you guys know what is happening and maybe you have an opinion like Jesse. Yeah, saying. that's what I wanted to hear from some American fans who uh, might be impacted by this. I want to see what their perspective is. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, one last little thing here that was really cool from last night's game. Uh, we almost didn't notice this before starting the podcast, but uh, cause obviously we didn't watch this game. But um, did you hear about uh, Matt Berlin? from last night's game against uh, Oilers and uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Well, yes, I just recently read up about this like 20 minutes ago, Jesse. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> yeah, it is, to be fair, it's really adorable. Um, you know, this is this is a an e-bug who just recently signed just, um, what do you call that? An ATO? Yeah, an amateur tryout contract. Yeah, by the Oilers. Uh, he is with the University of Alberta, and he signed a contract to be the e-bug. And he got to sit on the bench with the boys as a backup. You know, hopefully he'll get to play. But, you know, the game kind of ended almost. Wait, what was it, Jesse? Say it again. It was seven to three, I believe. Yeah, it was seven three. Uh, the black. So basically, the the Oilers were already beating the Blackhawks seven to three. I mean, at that point, it's pretty clear the game is over, right? And since there was two minutes and thirty seconds remaining, they said, "Eh, why the hell not try and put him in, give him the chance to play?" Right? Was it Connor McDavid specifically, or? Yes, it seems that uh, Connor McDavid said that he apparently brought up the idea uh, after the game. The coach uh, Jay Woodcroft mentioned that the players uh, initiated that discussion, and they were all for it. Uh, you know, Campbell was okay with it too. So, because obviously this this kid, he's only replacing most likely for that game and that game only. Because the only reason they brought him in was because Stuart Skinner, who was supposed to be the backup that night, came down with an illness. Right. Mm -hmm. So. It's not anything long-term. He's not going to stick around or anything. It really was just for that one game. So, like, the odds of him playing were basically zero. Like, obviously, considering the game was 7-3, they never needed him at all. But no. because it was so far ahead and there was so little time left, this is really fun that they did this. They did, a, like, say, hey, why not give him the opportunity, right? Like, he's a 25-year-old goaltender playing for the University of Alberta. He's unlikely to get a chance at ever playing in the NHL, right? So... 
yeah. give him his opportunity, right? Like, it's it's something he'll clearly remember for the rest of his life, and he only had to face one shot, so nothing crazy, but he saved yeah. it, and then you've got a lifetime memory formed. Yeah, you never so see that, cute. so it's super cute. So cute. It is. Canadian teams oh, are so baby. wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's Connor McDavid. Who? Sorry? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a, a cute little story that we wanted to share with you. Sorry, I forgot half of it, but that's why Jesse's here. Jesse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, before we move on to the Canucks, I think we're going to go take a quick peek in the morgue. We're going to go find all the players who are done for the season. Wow. Because it seems like there's been a lot lately, right? Are they done for the season or just dead to us? You decide. Oh, well, I mean... Bring no, out <laughs> your dead! Bring out your dead! Ding, ding! I'm not dead yet. Feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go for a walk. So we've got some some drastic injuries actually here where it's like players who are impactful to their team being sidelined mm. for the rest of the season. Big um, guns. Big. Yeah, the first one that we got was Big. Caulfield. Yeah. So he's out now for a... Um, shoulder surgery Oof. did you see what he said about um separating his shoulders i i don't uh i don't want to <laughs> yeah so basically <laughs> apparently before finally like because it seems this injury has been like lingering for a while before finally deciding to bow out get the surgery and miss the rest of the season he separated his shoulder two different times and he had to pocket pop it back in both times oh yeah he did it himself Man. And then, you, I guess he finally realized, you know, maybe I should take care of this. It's like, yeah, actually. That's not normal. He should. <laughs> that's not good. Shoulder injuries are actually one of the worst injuries you could have. And it's it's a long process with, with the surgery. So the fact that it happened twice and then he popped them in both times, he was like, hmm. I think it's yeah. time to finally look at this. Yeah, I think so, sir. I think so. Um, the other two that we have that are really, I think, unfortunate and probably really frustrating for the team and the players themselves, uh, there's Pacioretty. Pacioretty, I feel so bad Ooh, for him. Yeah, with the torn Achilles heel. Yeah. For those who don't remember, in the offseason, he was traded to Carolina from the Vegas Golden Knights. So, you know, everybody was curious to see how Massive. his premiere would go with the Canes. And, of course, he didn't get to start the season with them because he had a torn Achilles that needed to heal. And he missed the first 38 games of the season to recover from the injury. And finally came back. And after playing maybe, like, a handful of games, what happens again? Yeah. This is the part where you say, torn Achilles. (laughs) (laughs) Torn Achilles. ACL injuries are the worst. (laughs) It's crazy, right? Oh. I think, too, like, the thing was, it was at the end of the game that they had already won. There's just, like, a few minutes left, and it wasn't even, like, a hit, a fall, or anything. It just seems like he, like, was moving around, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, something tore. Well, sometimes it just do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the ACL, it's the Achilles. Oh, yeah, Achilles. Which is, which is, I think that, I don't, I don't even know which one's grosser. It's the Achilles cord ligaments. That's, That's the, the ACL, ACL stands for. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. M- MCL. Yes, something in MCL. Because yeah, I did. Do, I had an ACL injury from just walking. Me too. No impact. Oh, just living my best life, and then it went. So that's what I'm saying. I had ACL and MS, uh, whatever the one meniscus. Meniscus. Um, it's the anterior cruciate ligaments. The the Achilles heel is on your is on around your ankle. Yeah, mine was the ankle. Oh yeah. Oh no way. Yeah. That's like the worst. Yeah. Son of a gun. Anyways, I feel <laughs> well, bad really for Patch Ready. It's all good. I'm not skating. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm skating anytime soon. Just horseback riding every time I get injured. Dude, should we start considering the possibility that Patch Ready's career could be over from yes. this? Well, one hundred percent. I don't know. I, I'm. Uh, Chanel's like no, and I'm like yeah. good answer. 
he is 34, so he's on the older side. And clearly the fact that it took him so long to, to recover from that injury, and then it literally gets injured again by very little action, it seems like, right? It just kind of happened. Like, Yeah, it's not good. Mm. It's not it good. It makes me worry for him. It just feels bad when you when you have to when you say something that's not set in stone yet. It just feels bad because it's their career and it's like, you know, you want to stay positive, but eh. yeah. yeah, it's difficult. Poor guy. The other one that's a similar sort of uh, frustrating story, I would say, was um, Josh Norris for the Senators, where he missed a bunch of time because of a shoulder injury. And then he came back for basically about a week, and then all of a sudden, shoulder injury again, and now he's completely out. He needs surgery. Yeah. I feel... Man, these shoulders! What I feel bad with, like, NHL is you see the recovery time of some of these injuries and surgeries and stuff, and it's insanely quick. So, does that mean that they're actually waiting to heal, or they've got, like, really good physio teams, or they just expect you to just heal quickly? They have good physio. They have really, really. They put a lot of money into their medical staff, and except when they didn't, uh, they get the. T- except when they don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's more. That's more opinion. That's that's more opinion mm-hmm. based. Uh, yeah. you know, the doctors would disagree. You know, the doctors usually say like, "Listen, we need this," and then the other people are like, mm, "Are you sure? Yeah, I'm yep. sure. I'm a doctor." I mean, we do know players play hurt all the time too. So, like, there's definitely I'm a mix of factors. One hundred. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, they do put a lot of effort into it when it's done right. And usually, like, well, think about Connor McDavid. He took it upon himself to come back from the most insane injury ever. Like, there was a whole documentary Yeah, without surgery, right? Without surgery. Five other doctors or three to five doctors, I forget, talked to him about all his possibilities. And he said, no, (laughs) I'm going to fix this. And he did. And since then, he's had no injury on that song. But again, that took a ton of resources, crazy medical yeah. staff, and money, money, money. a ton of dedication from his part. Obviously, it's not anybody who's just going to be able to like go through that, right? No, exactly. And um, going back to Norris, uh, it, it, for people following the the sense, they might not realize how big of an impact it is. But like Josh Norris really had a breakout year last year because he scored thirty five goals, fifty five points in total. And he's barely been able to play this season, and now his season is over. So like it, yeah. And the Sens need him. Exactly. I don't like think he would have me. saved their season necessarily because no. I, I still think their biggest problems are defense and to a degree goaltending. So like extra scoring would help, of course, but it doesn't solve your defensive woes, right? They should be better. They should be better right now. Oh, well, they should um, be better, but yeah. they're they're not it's better. They're not. We, we say that every year with them. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I don't get it. The math works out. So why is it not One mathing? plus one equals 14 with them. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> minus Josh Norris. Oh, uh, yes. So that's minus 12, right? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> and the last injury to discuss, uh, not as crazy, but still newsworthy because, you know, it's the Leafs and it's Austin Matthews. Yeah. He's out for three weeks with a knee sprain, so. At least it's a knee sprain. I will take it. <laughs> yeah. But also, I don't need my knees. He can have one. <laughs> I have one good knee. I have one good knee. I'll give it to him. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll club together and so get a bouquet generous. of knees. A bouquet of knees. Oh, so romantic. Just in time for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I need oh you. My. <laughs> I need you to oh win us a cup. <laughs> um, yeah, so bummer news. Uh, but the thing is, let's just ignore last last game because uh, the Leafs did lose epically against the Suns. Uh, always but the they Sens. always it's do. Always, so let's just ignore that. Always a loss against it's the Suns. All always the Suns. So we're going to just eliminate that game completely from our minds and moving forward. I think that the team will be able to uh, hold itself together with Austin Matthews. It has before. We still have Nylander, Tavares, and Marner. So. Oh yeah, they're they're usually perfectly fine without uh, Matthews, honestly, and uh, they're probably still going to end up in the playoffs as expected. And it's probably still just going to be against Tampa Bay. Uh, the only thing it could change maybe is who gets uh, home uh, ice advantage, but otherwise, uh, I don't think it'll make much of a difference. No, but the bigger news for this, because you know things will work out the way it will. Uh, 
Austin Matthews will be replaced by Alexander Barkov in the All-Star game. What yeah, the hell? So that was weird. Why not a beautiful Swedish man named William Nylander? I don't get it. <laughs> because Okay, not not to discount Barkov. I think he's no. an amazing player and he deserves to be there. Obviously. And I think that's a larger problem with the All-Star game right now is too many players deserve to be there. Like, there's a ton, so there's always people getting left out. They're all stars, you know? Everyone's a star. They are all stars. Everyone's a star, baby. Participation <laughs> trophy. Oh my god. Can you imagine? The All-Star game should just be every single NHL player all together. There you Here's go. a random thought for you. Just changing the subject. Mm. You have the All-Star yeah. game. Why don't they have the opposite, okay. which is the all trash game, where it's just the shittest player of the league <laughs> play each other? It's players of the. I think it would be a lot of depressed people, even if they found out they were nominated. Yeah, like you're a shit. It's like player. being nominated for a Razzie. Yeah, it's it's, oh it's like that basically, but make it <laughs> NHL. So the non-stars game. Yeah, the non-stars. The no stars. The no stars yeah. game. You know what? Sh- should we do that? Should we do an episode where we 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 set up our own um non non-star teams? Yeah, I think we should. We should. Is that totally Is mean? That yes, but should we? Yes, probably. Yeah. We get taken yeah. down. <laughs> should we do it anyway? <laughs> It'll be. A I feel like. I yes. feel like that, that's almost as hard because. Here's the thing. Because you'd still kind of have to have some qualifications, right? Because there will still always mm. be players who play one or two random games in a season right and they don't play well but that's fine they were just an ahl call up and whatever or like they were a random spare guy that they needed to play i think like we'd need to focus on really the guys who are always in the lineup but still suck yeah. or still bad you know what i mean absolutely yeah the key to be... yeah <laughs> well did, he's, does he even qualify now wasn't he in the ahl uh, last time Hey, hey, at one point, he was a constant, so that matters. Is, is he is he back up or not? I haven't paid attention on, on that front. Mm, I don't know. We'll find out in that if we make a no-stars game, won't we? It's <laughs> really mean. A no, well, no-stars it. team. Maybe we would have a few Canucks to throw in there. Mm, if they make um, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if we should jump right into the beautiful eulogy that molly it's not that wrote. long because there's not much to say beautiful shorts <laughs> but if we could have a moment of silence please as we gather around the graveside <clears throat> <clears throat> dearly beloved we are gathered here today to celebrate the life that was our recently departed the nux Plucked too soon from the fresh ice of Vancouver, the Nooks gave us casual hockey viewing pleasure for 53 years. Bereft of life, ceasing of existence, let us remember their glory of never quite reaching a Stanley and, um, winning not much else either. Now, take it away, you guys. On to the autopsy. I don't know if I can continue. Hold on. I guess if there's one good thing I, c- I can take from this is that they're not truly gone. They're um, they will but come back gone. as a shambling zombie corpse that will continue to walk on. I love that. Oh my god, not... they're not gone, but they are forgotten. <laughs> uh, if anything, it's more like they're gone and they don't know it. <laughs> uh, Vancouver, who? Vancouver. Oh my god. I don't so. Know, man. Um, the last episode that we recorded, actually, while we were recording, the news came out officially uh, that Bruce Boudreaux had been fired as their head coach and had been replaced with Rick Tockett. And I think that's been, obviously, the biggest point of discussion for the last probably two weeks. Two weeks, and yeah. this has been the big problem, essentially, is that there was a lot of public support behind Bruce Boudreaux as a coach, despite the team performing poorly. The fans clearly loved him. And I think he was really dealt a shit hand. Um, in case people don't remember, he did come in last season midway through to replace Travis Green when he really needed to go finally. And they actually played really well under Bruce. Um, they were climbing up the charts, and although it was too late to make the playoffs, uh, it really seemed like there was a bit of hope for the future. Um, now, I still think the roster definitely needed to be improved, and it really wasn't in the offseason, so I don't really fully blame Boudreaux for the failures 
but the way everything played out with the fact that it was basically public knowledge that Rick Tockett would replace him probably two and a half weeks before it ever even officially happened made it really weird and really awkward. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of fans were pissed off. We've seen a lot of videos come in, a lot of standing ovations. Well, a standing ovation for Bruce Brugero. And as soon as Rick Tockett came onto the ice that one game, it was a lot of booing. Not Obviously, I don't think it's directed towards uh, towards Rick. It's more towards the Canucks organization in general, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. The handling of the situation. Well, because it does suck because truly, like, they didn't really give him much time, right? Like, was it just like one, how many seasons? One? Yeah, it's not even a full season, technically. It's a chunk of one and a chunk of another. That's not enough time to say, anyways, you're fired next, you know? Not just that, he's like, he's got a shit team, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. You fucking try to to reel in these, what what are they? The (laughs) You try it. Huh? Not easy. Rick Tockett has his work cut out for him, that's for sure. Absolutely. You know what they need? They need some good... The coach for the uh, Islanders. Hello? Oh, trots. (laughs) Oh, they need trots. (laughs) They need trots. I I don't know if... uh... They need trots, (laughs) They need need Linguini. Or Mike Myers. Sorry, he's not even Linguini. Tortellini. Oh my god. Not Tortellini. (laughs) Do do not say that to the Canucks fans. They will freak out. Flashbacks. Let us be there, like <laughs> no. <laughs> the Canucks fans are just getting PTSD flashbacks right Sorry. now. Sorry, my mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's um, part of the problem too. Was just how public it was and how awful it was. Like, yeah, Boudreaux cried at a f- press conference or an interview or something. Like even before he's fired, right? Like you can tell it was really upsetting it's like all people are talking about is how he's gonna get fired and replaced but he still has to technically keep doing his job until that time and he did he did or he was he was a class act i feel so bad for him yeah yeah i feel bad for him too sucks anyways we're team boudreaux well i am now my other question is the choices now of the new pre- the recently new president, uh, Jim Rutherford, and the GM, Patrick Alvine. They're now in charge of shaping this team, right? Yeah. But what are they actually doing? I don't think it's very clear if they really want to go in the direction of a rebuild or if they want to just try and, you know, scrap this year and you try to be competitive again next year, like immediately. Oh, you mean for this year? I thought you meant like overall. Overall, it sounds like they want to be competitive. Yes, but I mean, like, do you do you do like a, a bit of a rebuild, like take your few a few years to build your way back up, or do you say like, okay, uh, this year sucked, but next year we're we're trying again? I don't know because of all the pieces that are currently going to be sh- like they're going to be shifted soon. Huh. They're going to lose their captain, probably. Huh. Uh, they're gonna u- they're gonna lose um. Who else? Well, um, we do have Bo Horvat, who's on the last year of his contract. Like you said, yeah. uh, it seems like they're probably going to lose him. Rumors keep saying that he's unlikely to sign and stay for more time. So that would mean they most likely trade him at the deadline. Exactly. And it's crazy because he's on Brock a career. Brock Besser? Brock Besser is always in trade rumors, but it never seems to happen. <laughs> True. Well, we'll see. Paul, that's going to go. <laughs> People are already like being like, we want him. Oh, yeah. We want him. He's already at 31 yeah, goals. he's a trade piece. Exactly. He's a oh, trade yeah. piece. He's the, I think, the, like, the top fish for the, to, for the trade deadline right now. Yeah, absolutely. He's what everybody wants. No, everyone will not stop talking about this, right? Like, it's all over the news. It's constant. It's the only topic I see every time on, like, uh, whatever, uh, during intermissions and games and stuff, you know? Sidebar for Molly, I know that a lot of people... <laughs> I, I don't know if it's like wishful thinking or speculation or, or mm. real rumors, but they keep saying Colorado should go after him. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I don't know, man. We kind of like have a good team. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Why would I say no? <laughs> yeah. He's a strong center on having a career year who could easily fit in that second line, right? That's kind of been... Absolutely. Missing Great Kadri assists. ever since. I mean, we, we've been Great missing assists and... We need someone mm-hmm. 
to help with the assist. Like, of course, we've got like you know McKinnon, Ranton, and whatever, or whatever, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, but you know, having Horvat on that line would be mint, absolute mint. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably also going to trade away um, Luke Shen. Because Luke Shen is a solid defenseman. He's making very little money. His contract's expiring. Um, technically, it happened in the past when he played for uh, Tampa Bay and won the cup with them. So, I mean, he seems like an easy uh, rental at the deadline for any team. Yeah, he, really. He's a good piece, too, because he's 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 quite literally, like, right in the middle, right? In terms of production, like, he's Oh, yeah, it's, he's it's not even really that. It's, it's more for his defensive play, right? Like, it's just an experience, of course. No, exactly. The exactly. intangibles. Oh, yes. <laughs> And um, I think what pisses off a lot of fans right now with the Canucks, especially when we're talking about all this contract situation with Horvat and whatnot, uh, JT Miller got re-signed this year, right? Oh my gosh! So yeah. these like, uh... contracts, yeah, uh-huh. seven years, eight million <laughs> per year for the for the extension, and this this kicks in next year. And it really is based off of the fact that he had a career year last year. He hit ninety nine points, which He's very impressive. Good. Like, he's doing good right now-ish. You know, he's got 44 points. Yeah, and I th- that's that part, not as bad. Although, obviously, he's not going to reach the same heights. But um, the thing that fans really, really harp on him for is... Plus um, or minus? Is ad- yeah, for some attitude sometimes, because he can be a little bit of a testy Oh, yeah, person. he's a twat. <laughs> you see yeah, that he expresses up. his discontent pretty publicly, which... <laughs> I do agree with him sometimes. Sometimes it's it's you've got to keep a cap on it, depending. But yeah, um, but if you're being rude to your teammates, like, well, yeah, that's that's different. Just obviously. don't be a dick. Um, I don't mind a player saying that their team sucks if they really suck, because that's sometimes it's some nice honesty. <laughs> but also, you kind of need. You know how people are like, it's good to be blunt. But when you're on a team, like sports, what do you when you think about sports? You think about camaraderie. You think about cha- like. Having fun, playing games, you know, winning. Even if you don't win, you got to try, try again, right? Like, yeah, not toxic positivity, but like you have to be positive enough. Yeah, I I guess you can talk issues with your coworkers, right? Your your players together, but you shouldn't maybe out loud tell say that like one of your teammates sucks. It's not going to help them get better. It's not very live, laugh, love with you, is it? No, no, it's not. (laughs) Smile, laugh, jokes. No. (laughs) But uh, if we're going to criticize players, we should <laughs> criticize Miller because his defensive play this year has been It's awful. not good. Yeah, it's not so good. So bad. Are trying to break contract? I can guarantee you. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm wondering. Is he tanking? I can guarantee you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I can guarantee you can look up clip videos online of like montages of JT Miller's poor defensive play and uh, you'll have a, a, a fun time. It's I know. Like we... a, a blooper reel. I know we talk about plus or minus not always being a factor in things, not very tangible, but it's he's at a negative fourteen right now, which is the worst on his team. Oh, really? Or actually, actually, uh, Larson Ekman Larson's at negative eighteen. But <laughs> well, if we want to dive into Ekman Larson, oh, um... <laughs> Ooh, transitions. Ooh, yeah, transition. <laughs> this is adding on to the contract situations here, which is I think what is really like what makes them seem boneheaded is that they don't have money to re-sign Horvat, which means he'll probably walk, but they spent the money on re-signing JT Miller. Mm-hmm. And then they have two really disgusting contracts of um, Tyler Myers. Yeah. And, so and two Ek- years and left Larson. at 6 million. And then Ekman Larson, five years left at 7.26 million. They are not really good defensively anymore. No. Um, maybe you could excuse having them on cheap contracts on your team playing your bottom pair right now, but um, they are not worth that money right now. And um, especially Ekman Larson, there is no trading that away. Like, I don't think they can trade that in any scenario. It, it, he's, he's there. He's stuck there. That's like, it reminds me a lot of the of San, of San, San Jose. Mm. Um, I was going to say St. Jose. <laughs> Why? St. Jose. <laughs> Saint Jose. I can't. No way, Jose. Um, yeah, so it reminds me of them just, um, surprisingly, less money, but still a lot. It's just like a lot of people stuck on that team, and that team continuously is struggling to make it anywhere or do anything. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's so funny because, like, you can tell right off the bat. I, I think the one thing that we're not 
uh, people seem to forget a little bit is that the previous administration who was in charge of this team fucked it up royally. Um, mm. The cap was jammed up like crazy with a bunch of useless contracts, including, you know, Ekman Larson's one was brought in technically to get rid of other bad ones. So um, I, I wonder if the new GM and the new president came in thinking they could fix this team. Like, oh, yes. Knowing it would be difficult, but that they could do it. And then oh. after doing it for a while, they realized, okay, this team is way worse off than we expected. No, based off of who they added throughout the seasons recently, it does look like they're trying to move up the ladder, not down. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, exactly. And I so. think that comes, I think the speculation is it comes from ownership. It, it seems like ownership just wants this team to keep co- trying to compete and a, a rebuild might be out of the question. But sometimes yeah, a rebuild so. is necessary. Well, we'll see if they'll budge. Do you really need to do? You need to pull with the Vancouver Canucks. You need, you need to pull a Shanahan. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, even though that is, that and I don't mean Shanahan complete. Like obviously, you're gonna want to keep Jack, uh, not Jack. LOL, his brother Quinn Hughes because he's a good, he's good defensive. Yeah. You're gonna want to keep like you don't top. trade Pedersen. No, no, um, no, no. Those are the pieces you want to work around, right? They want Probably to keep not. Demko too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep Kuzmen's, uh, Kuzmenko actually. Yeah. So see, that's that's the other thing too, right? Uh, Kuzmenko is a weird one because. Theoretically, he is a good player. This was one of their good offseason decisions. They got Kuzmenko. He was an undrafted Russian free agent, right? They pick him up. Resign him for two years. Yeah, he's having a great year, right? 21 goals so far, 43 points. That's awesome for your first season in the NHL. But because they are failing so hard this year, and if you were trying to rebuild, theoretically, you you might dangle this guy as an attractive trade piece at the deadline. Exactly. But instead, they said, no, we're going to keep him, and we're going to pay him $5.5 million per year. That's insane. And we're already complaining that there's no money left in the cap, and the little money that they did have, they spent it on JT Miller and Andre Kuzmenko. And we're, we keep talking about how, oh, it's weird, it's it sucks that they can't re-sign Bo Horvat. But, I mean, they're just basically making that a impossibility at this point. You're right. It's so confusing. Like, what are they doing? Not tanking. Apparently, they want to go forward, but then they're pulling moves that make you think, oh my gosh, yeah, say bizarre. Right? It, it really gives me the impression that they know this season is over, so they'll probably, like, trade away some guys to to, retain, to get some assets back. But next year, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to have at least a half-decent team on the ice and, like, cross their fingers. Maybe we challenge for a playoff spot, but is that actually going to happen? Uh, this is what uh, we were saying not. last year. Like, this is what you were actually saying about this time last year about Vancouver. (laughs) Because at the beginning of the season, we were like, oh, look at them. They've got depth. (laughs) They might make a Mm. playoff spot. Mm -hmm. Look at them with their pieces. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then it's the same thing. It's just kind of like, like the Senators. In theory, it should really be working out for them. But somehow, they're all speaking different languages. (sighs) Oh, yes. And it has to do with the higher up. It yeah. does. So, I think that um, stretch of success they had with Bruce Boudreau at the end of last year, all I think clouded our perception a little bit. We kind of forgot how shit this team was before he came <laughs> in. And yes. they were playing good when it was already too late. Yeah. And um, I think maybe the last part, of the last aspect that's really affecting this team right now, unfortunately, injuries. Right, you've got Demko who's been out since December third, so already uh, he's the oh, only good goaltender they have really, and even then he he's has not that had a rough right year. Right now. Yeah, yeah. The the guys filling in are doing okay, but like, you know, it's nothing special. Yeah, okay doesn't work if you're sucking, right? You need someone yeah. who's spectacular to bring them out, exactly. raise them from the dead. <laughs> and then um, now uh, the recent one that we've heard about is Ilya Mikheyev having. Oh his, my uh, god. To surgery, right? For his torn ACL? Literally the same day he reached a, like a stat. What was it? Oh, I think what? it was his 100th game played in the NHL. Was that what it was? His 100th game and he freaking tears his ACL and he decides, I got to keep playing. <laughs> Me. Right? So that's the crazy part that people are talking about. <laughs> got to get the job done. Got to get the job done. I've got done. a thing to do. No one's stopping yeah. me. Yeah. 
What is your opinion on this, actually? Because he did mention he, he partially tore his ACL in the preseason. And he yeah. decided to just go ahead and play until finally at this point he's like, okay, I have to stop. Uh, my experience from having an ACL injury, I don't know what the how that's possible. Because some people are built <laughs> different, apparently. They're built different. Like, I couldn't walk through a door without my knee coming out. Like, I don't get it. Didn't he do, like, an so interview I, I about maybe... it? Yeah, well, he, yeah, he, yeah. Did, he uh, posted it on Twitter. I have it right here. Um, he was talking, because there's a lot of rumors saying that his team possibly forced him to go onto the ice and do this. And he clarified that it was my decision. I was told that I could play without causing any more damage. That's what I wanted to do. I continue to play. I appreciate everyone's concern, but uh, concerns, uh, but I have no complaints with the way this was handled. This was his decision, ultimately. Yeah, I think that might be a um, a byproduct of just the cloud of crap all over the team right now, where, like, mm. they announce Mikheyev is out because of an injury that he suffered in the preseason, and everybody goes, <gasps> I can't believe the team forced him to play through it. <laughs> Just by default, that's what we assume. We just assume the and worst. And he's just there like, no, no, guys. This was me. <laughs> it's just me. I'm stubborn as fuck. <laughs> I mean, just said it was okay. I think there still is. <laughs> it's all good, There still man. is a discussion to be had, though, right? Like, even if a player says, I want to keep playing through this injury they that shouldn't. inevitably requires surgery, do you, should the team maybe step in and say, maybe you shouldn't? Yes. I do. Unless... <sighs> It's difficult to say because I know a lot of senior players, you know, like if, if uh, who, who is it on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Let's just say Kucherov. Kucherov makes his own decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? The team doesn't make them for him. Yeah, some players would be more stubborn than others probably. But but if you're Ilya Mikheyev, you're, brand, you're not brand new to the NHL, but you're, you're fairly young. new. Exactly. And you want to make sure they have a healthy career, then you should pull them in, yes. No, nope, yeah. you can't do this. Sorry, you need to get better, and then it'll be for the best. No. I always feel that kind of a, a weird dichotomy Period. with these sports doctors, because their goal is to heal the players and keep them as healthy as possible, but while also trying to keep that balance of allowing them to play as much. And like a lot of the times, doctors are helping players on how to navigate playing with an injury instead of full-on like having to sit back and heal the injury, right? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, we, we always, like, give them big praise. We're like, wow, you're so tough for playing through that injury. But in real life, you'd be like, holy shit, sit down. Let yourself heal. Like, <laughs> Lie down. You're going to hurt yourself if you keep using your knee. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Lie down and shut up. Let me make you tea. Aww. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> or in, in Mikhaev's case, a bowl of soup. It's a nice hot bowl of soup. He likes the soup. Some, uh, was it, borscht? <laughs> yeah, some borscht. Mm. <laughs> Delish. I oh. think people uh, also assume the worst with uh, his injury at first, like from the Canuck side of things, because of the drama surrounding Tanner Pearson, right? Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Good. So, and that that was a weird one, right? Is he still so many really surgeries? Got... Yeah, he's still getting operated on. All his no, third... he just lives on the table. Oh, okay, third hand surgery. Yeah, that's a lot. That's crazy. For your hand to be, I mean... I can't comment. I just want to know. I just want to know what the hell his hand looks like. Yeah. Is it attached still? I was really... Is it mushed? Uh, like, what is it? I'm really sorry. I'm just going to interrupt you and send you a picture of my cat because she's just done a really cute thing. As soon as we started talking about surgery, she just covered her little face. Like, no, stop Aww. it. <laughs> she remembers Aww. that time she got fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Is cute. <laughs> like it's too much. I can't handle it. <laughs> Don't talk about surgeries. <laughs> I have a phobia. What is his injury well, anyway? Whole, um... Is it a hand injury? So the whole... Is it broken? Like, yeah, I what's think... going on? I, I'm assuming something like that, right? I'm gonna look it up now. That's you know, it, it's it's weird too because like this was some very bizarre drama because it kind of came out of nowhere when. They mentioned, oh, he needs a third surgery. Then Quinn Hughes in an interview said that it sucks how the injury wasn't handled properly. And yeah. then everybody's ears perked up and went, wait, what do you mean by that? Excuse now me? Yeah. An investi yeah. Investigation going on. Right? 
And but then he kind of walked back his comments, but you know, Pearson is still having a third hand surgery, right? Yeah, and... but people flipped out of at Quinn Hughes. I just gotta add this before we move on because it bothered me so much. Like I remember there was a panel discussion and someone mentioned that Quinn Hughes had said that the injury wasn't handled properly and they were like, I can't believe Quinn Hughes did that. How, like, why would you talk about your teammates' um, injuries? Like, they would, they probably wouldn't want that. It's so unprofessional. It's like, who fucking cares? People are so dramatic. They're so touchy over injuries, okay? Like, <sighs> it's not like, that... I, I get the concept that you're not supposed to talk about people's private medical stuff and, like, that's, yeah. that's fair. I, I understand but it's a, that. it's freaking a hand injury like it's bad but like it didn't sound like malicious or like it like a sort of like intentional uh no he sounded like he was behind him right yeah it almost sounded like a like oh man it sucks that this is happening to my teammate and friend yeah and then you kind of go oh maybe i said too much oops yeah it's it's wrist surgery okay so oh it's a little bit more complicated than just hand yeah, there's yeah. a lot of intricate things. A lot of things can Could go be wrong. carpal tunnel from signing yeah. too many autographs, oh, right? 100% is that. Yeah, That's yeah, it. I mean, Tanner Pearson, yeah. I have 15 jerseys. All signed. All signed. Maybe we're not by. Every little corner. Any, Could you trace can? your name on the name on the back? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> trace it. Oh god. I think the most embarrassing part of it was just how, like, when he made that statement, like, the GM, the president, the coach, they're all like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. This is news to me. On a positive note, this is the news that I um, just saw right when we were starting our podcast, and it makes me really happy because, Molly, you mentioned earlier, like, the Canucks. Who likes them? Well, me. (laughs) I love the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, Yes, you know this. I My literal favorite hockey player, not currently in the league, obviously, is Luongo, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I just I just saw the news. Just want to confirm it there. I don't want to... Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about this. Yep. Yeah, he may be playing in the, all, in the uh, All-Star? Yeah. Really? I'm so They're going to include him as a uh, celebrity yes. uh, goaltender. Oh <laughs> I love that. I'm jumping in my seat. I'm going to cry. I love Luongo. He brought so much passion out of me as a young child. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what it was. Massive Leafs fan. Saw Luongo in an Olympic game and said, that's my guy. <laughs> that's my boy. That is my guy. <laughs> that's my guy. <laughs> I think this is a fun idea for, for All-Star Games in the future because, like, they have brought in yes. um, NHL vets in the past. But I, I, I like this idea in a sense just because it's a, a recent vet who's probably still in shape enough to actually True. play. Not like it. So yeah, you get to play. actually have them participate at a higher level. <laughs> Could you imagine? Got his little Zimmer frame up. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Wayne Grensley. Wayne Lemley. A few years back when they did the hardest slap shot competition and they brought in Al McInnes. Like he is very old. Ooh, but yeah, he yeah, was yeah. very much well known for a slap shot and he could still slap it. No, hard. I love it. That's what that's what reels people in. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's not like he had to do much, right? Like, he didn't have to brush up on his skating, his hitting, or his playmaking. It was just, like, slap the puck hard like he used to, and he still got it. (laughs) Well, don't forget that uh, last year they did also have Manon, Réumi, right? Réumi, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no uh, accent aigu at the end. I'm sorry. Um, Désolé. Yes. Désolé. Um... I love her too. So yeah. that was cool to have, you know, stuff like that is fun. Yeah. I, I like that kind of stuff. I'm into it. I'm into have it. Have we finished with the Canucks now? Yeah. Go ahead. So I can finish our funeral. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. Oh, yes, you course, you ready for this? Bow your heads. <clears throat> we therefore commit this team to the ground. Earth to earth. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. Dust to dust. Ensure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Or in this case, maybe hockey. <laughs> Amen. Amen. In the name of the f- not kidding. <laughs> Thank you, hockey gods. Uh... <laughs>
Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, please like, comment, subscribe, share if you can. Thank you to all of our new followers and subscribers. We really appreciate you joining our little hockey community. Please follow us on Twitter at this hockey pod or find us individually at it's just underscore Molly and at Chanel LV. And if you have any questions, send us some questions in the DM. We're here to discuss the topics you would like. For our okay. social medias, I think it would be fun to have uh, any Canucks fans who are listening to us uh, to give us their feedback on what they think uh, the Canucks should do next, considering Ooh, how do. directionless it seems. Um, let, let's forget what the GMs think. Uh, what do the fans think? Yeah, the fans let know us how know. to fix this, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're experts. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.